Um, okay. Question three. Who is a real person that you personally know that's had a significant influence on you? And you can't say Tyler Perry or somebody crazy like that. Just preferably somebody that's that you know that's not famous is what I'm really saying. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I've had many teachers in my life, you know, both in schools and the streets that really helped to shape me as a person who I am today. First, you know, my dad, uh, admittedly, he gave me 50% of his genes. But more importantly, he gave me the idea that, um, again, every person is born into this world with just two empty hands. Mm-hmm. And when we die, again, we, we leave with two empty hands again. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? That means that, um, you know, as I look at it, is that all the material possessions that we have now, whether it's a house, a car, clothing, watches, iPhones, um, when we die, we can't take those with us. You know, what we can take with us is basically our soul, right? And to take a good soul with us, it's important to live a good, meaningful life uh, a righteous life, ideally. The second influential person is actually a, a dear friend of mine. She's she's a lot older than I am, but uh, lately, or more recently, she showed me what it means to live a life with authenticity. By, by that, I mean, uh, you know, it's just every person out there to achieve happiness. One way to do it is to embrace who you are. Um, Everybody is born with certain sets of talents, but we as humans, we also have a lot of imperfections. So it's important not to strive for perfectionism all the time, but at the same time, recognize our deficiencies and and recognize that's just part of life, part of being human in this on this earth. What's important is that each of us can ultimately learn how to love ourselves. And therefore, we learn how to love other people as well, too. So again, I, I thought that was a profound concept. And then the second thing that uh, that I just realized now is that it's important for each of us to to recognize recognize what our core values are: honesty, respect for others. Then, no matter what state or circumstance of life you're in, never uh, bend those values. For, for money or for any other circumstances. Having been through a hardship lately, I've learned how to embrace my core values and remain strong based on that. Yeah, uh, while, you was, while you were saying that, I, I was thinking about the times, you know, with the things that I do believe in, like uh, whatever scruples I do have, which ain't but one or two anyways, but the values I do have, it seems like I learn, I benefit the most from those times when I struggle, like I slip. I had to rectify that and find some resolve in that. And then when I revisit that the right way, I feel like I, I benefit more from that. I think you just captured the essence of, of my point is that as humans, you know, we'll, we'll screw up here and there. But occasionally, if we look deep within ourselves and we recognize what our core values are and what the righteous thing is, 
then that will take us back to our roots and allow us to accept what had happened and hopefully take that as a lesson and, and keep moving forward in a positive direction. Question number, what was that I asked you? Question number three, so question number four. Can you name your top five most fun life experiences? And losing your virginity can't be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh man, let me think about five. Um, well, I guess the first one is kind of similar to that. Um, <laughs> the first time I, I, I thought I fell in love with a girl, you know, so we all had that, that life experience so when I was growing up as a teenager I thought I was falling in love with a girl for the first time and you know the emotions that came along with that was just tremendous uh, it was a tremendous feeling so anyway that was a fun life experience growing up I have two children just like many of you so when I witnessed them taking the first baby step mm. that was that was a life-changing moment for me you know I I just realized that, you know, my kids are moving towards the next milestone in life and there'll be more, many more milestones down the road. So mm -hmm. it was just an awestruck moment for that uh, at that time. And, um, and likewise, you know, when um, when I was raising them and when they went to kindergarten for the first time, I had to let them go. And that was a scary experience for, uh, for a parent. Mm -hmm. Looking back, you know, it was a fun moment because uh, at that time I realized that it's it's important for me to let my kids go so that they can in turn grow up and experience life on their own. So mm -hmm. again, that's another life-changing moment. Another fun experience is the day when I made a hundred thousand dollars. Jeez, yeah, that, let's go ahead and make that mine too, if that's the case. Good, let's go ahead. In, uh, yeah, in my first investment property. And what's special about that is that I just closed on a property. I haven't even made um, the first mortgage payment yet. But then I turned around and sold that uh, that property and made that profit. Uh, is you know more recently when I went through a very painful divorce, uh, I survived that and I resurrected myself and here we are tonight. You know so. I think I think a hundred thousand dollars would definitely be <laughs> uh, orgasmic. It would be past fond. It would be, could be fond of the money. <laughs> so that's cool. Those top five fond life experiences you have have yet again led you to this podcast. So congratulations, man. You are <laughs> you are making every effort and you are hitting your stride. And this uh, you being on this podcast should be the cherry on the ice cream man hopefully when you're 105 years old and you're on your deathbed you can just sort of look and you'll have your great great grandkids around you and they'll say great great granddaddy what do you remember most and you can say the podcast i did with daddy <laughs> ah <laughs> question number five can you name three instances that restored your faith in humanity. I can't name one right now, and that's just a pessimistic look, but can you name three instances that you can honestly and truthfully say restored your faith in humanity? Well, I think uh, 
I think the very present moment right now when a world is going through this thing called COVID-19. You know, this is a, a, a historic time that we as a human race finally realized that a single virus has tremendous potential to wipe out the entire human race in a very short time. Uh, so in the midst of this, you know, what restore my faith in humanity is that everywhere I look, I see people coming out. You know, for example, I see tons of people out there organizing drives and donations mm -hmm. uh, with masks, uh, foods to help uh, healthcare workers, to help the elderly and the high-risk people. Um, an example is happening right now in my neighbor in which uh, many neighbors are stepping up to the plate and, and offering um, to do errands and do grocery shopping for other people who can't get out of the house. And just yesterday, one neighbor just put out tons of toilet paper on her front oh, wow. and just say, anybody who needs some, just come and get them. Oh, you should have called me, man. I would have came out there and grabbed me. <laughs> and speaking of toilet paper, I could use some of that as we speak. <laughs> no. I think that's cool. Now, too. that's the first time I've heard of that. I haven't heard anybody, especially locally, that took the time out to get all this toilet paper and, and leave it out on the Well, they leave it out in the front yard and the driveway. You bet. Yeah, I just left it out there and they just said, come on down and if anybody needs it. So, I mean, these simple tasks. They don't need to be heroic acts, but, you know, just simple things like this that, that helps me to see that, hey, there's humanity out there. It's pretty good. So that was so basically the coronavirus and, and the effects, good and bad. But the, the positive effects from that is is one of the three. So you have two more. Man, you're really putting me on the spot. Huh? All right. Humanity. I'm going to help you out. I'll give you number two. I will give you your number two. Your second one that, that should and will and hopefully does restore your faith in humanity is yet again being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we can count that as number two if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's right underneath our nose here. And then uh, sometimes, you know, we don't realize that. But yeah, I mean, this this is this podcast itself would uh, certainly make it because obviously, um, you and I are giving out free time just to have an honest conversation about this and uh, and hope that someone else out there can can listen to it and feel something from it. And uh, and ultimately, if we can make a difference in their lives. So, yeah, you're certainly right. Um, this would be a, a great faith in humanity experience. Good, good save, Colin. Just so everybody that's listening knows, I did not pay him to say that. He said that on his own. I prompted him, but he said that on his own. So that's two or three. One more. In the world, but, you know, right now living in America, I am thankful that the government is stepping up to the plate mm -hmm. and passing out money to all the U.S. citizens or many of us, small businesses who are struggling and people who have lost their jobs. So seeing the government actually step up to the plate and take care of the citizens here, it makes me more proud of being a U.S. citizen. Yeah, that's good. I like those. And I like the fact that you didn't say um, 
you watch some inspirational movie and that changed your life like that that's like a a real set of answers and that's what i'm i really wanted out of you so okay question number six <laughs> all right so if the hundred if the hundred year old you could tell the 21 year old you something and this is what i if the hundred year old you could tell the 21 year old you something good something insightful and something funny that your younger self will end up doing later in life what would those things be you know stuff i'm 100 years old right now looking back to my old, my younger self, 21 years old, I would say, "Hey, dude, just be yourself. Mm. Um, embrace who you are. You know, you just live your life. You don't need to seek the approval of other people. And um, just take yourself as is. You know, the good side and the bad side, mm-hmm. and um, and live with it. And enjoy." Every moment, enjoy the present moment, especially, you know, especially the present moment right now, because the past is gone, right? And the future hasn't arrived yet. So there's no need to worry about the future. So, you know, many of us forget that. And, and as I have gone through life, I've always been uh, very anxious about the future. But now looking back, it's, just, you know, it, it's pointless to be anxious at all because we can't control so many things in our life, in our future. I've 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 asked a variation of that question to a lot of people, and that is one of the first things most everybody doesn't matter what color, doesn't matter where you're from, it don't matter how old you are, but typically people will say embrace who you are and be yourself. So that I don't know that kind of speaks to me in the sense that we all struggle with like self-identification, like who we really are. Like I know who I really am, and I try to. I try to temper that and control that because I don't want to let people see how I really am because I feel like I'm goofy. I feel like um, I'm an embarrassment to my father <laughs> and my mother and my sister and my son. And but I, I, I have been created by something higher than all of us. And he made me this way for a reason. So I should just enjoy it. And the same thing, like you said, with like being in the moment, that's that's like the only I feel like the Bible tries to, to teach us that to some, to some degree, and that's really the only thing you can control is right now. Yeah, you bet. You know, and, and each of us, as we look back and compare two different scenarios, you know, one in which we're constantly seeking the approval of other people, and when I look back at those experiences, I never felt good about it for some reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, in other times in which I say, well, heck with this. I'm just going to be who I am. And ultimately, deep down, somehow I sensed a, a bigger satisfaction. I can, I, think I feel like I'm ready to teach psychology. Psychology 101, Professor Anderson. Be yourself. And then let's move on to psychology 102. Stop placating everybody. I, I will say, like, like, seriously, I feel like I've thrown pieces of my life away since I was younger. Because I was worried about what other people thought of me. I could have got the girl had I not gave a about what other people thought. I could have got to kiss that pretty sexy girl when I was in high school or in college. Or I could have made straight A's. But I was so worried about how I looked socially that I just kind of like, you know what? You're you're an a- sometimes you could 
you can look at my life and see where I pulled myself up on my own and made it. But I was worried about how, you know, he would interpret that or how I would look. So I'm hoping I can carry this after this conversation. I'm hoping I can keep this with me. I'm only human, though, so I still struggle with a lot of that stuff. But hopefully I can do less. Uh, I can have less anxiety and less worrying about what other people think and more of just living my life and being who I'm supposed to be. You bet. Yeah, I think that's the key. Um, one of the key messages here is that uh, none of us are perfect and we all have a lot of a lot of things to learn. Um, but as long as I'll, we keep our minds open like that, um, I think that's how ultimately one can achieve happiness. It, you know what? I think I'm feeling liberated now, Colin. I, I wrote a poem. Can I read it to you? Sure. Can I recite it for you? So the poem is called The Thrust of the Nighttime Heat. <laughs> so here it goes. The Thrust of the Nighttime Heat. Man, it's hot outside. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's too, that's too deep, man. I, I think I need to sit down and really reflect on that. Danny Wears Crown is a podcast that asks 10 questions to give the listeners a snapshot of people you don't get a chance to know. These are people who are individually and uniquely worth their value. We all deserve to be recognized for our contributions to this life, from our achievement and love, to our failures and our mistakes. It's the totality of it all. Whether you bore folks to sleep or if you're the excitement in someone's life. The question you should always ask is, are the questions more important than the answers? Oh, you did. Hey. Knocked it out, man. <laughs>